when the Saints have the ball. Oh, look at this run. What a run. Marshawn Lynch still oh. on his feet. Has blockers now. He's dancing his way for the touchdown. I'm your host, Bennett James, uh, GM of the BD Academy. On the pod this week, we've got Possum McMullen, uh, GM of Jahertzing. Ouch. Ouch. And none other than Will Hall, GM of McKenna Under-12s. Boys, how are we this week? Yeah, we're good. Uh, you know, we're a, bit, we're a bit upset. Had a couple of days to you know, have a bit of a cry and get over well, one one and a bit days over that horrible loss, but yeah, we're, we're we're bouncing back this week. We saw the matchup for this week, and looking 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 confident. Mm, I rate the positivity there, Holly. I rate the positivity, mate. Oh, I'm feeling uh, very Stephen Bradbury like. Um, accomplished the unthinkable, a one percent win chance, and brought it back. Feeling horrible for McKenna under twelves, like you hate to see it, uh, but it's the nature of the game, and you got to play to that last whistle, and that's Tuesday. At, one o'clock in the afternoon, so I was quite happy that that went to overtime, gave me a chance. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll get to that in due course. I mean, a few boys are ready. Let's uh, look at the week that was um, and recap what is a big, big week one um, in the Dusty Football uh, League. Um, so we'll, we'll start with Clot That Your Dog versus uh, Saquads. Um, and I did note there was a late change to Saquads' uh, team name or Matty Powell's team. Um, we won't accept that on the podcast. It wasn't done before the uh, first episode aired. Um, so they'll be Saquads uh, for the purposes of this pod. What does uh, it even mean? Season. What? Mr. Craft? Uh, I think, isn't Bob, Bob Craft the owner of the Patriots or something? Yeah, right. Just know. rubbish. Either way, <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't think he'd do much worse than last year, but he's outdone himself, really. <laughs> All righty, I'll let you analyze this one first. Yeah, so we got, um, you know, Joey. Joey had a he had a good week. He had a pretty solid week, and he will be disappointed. But when you look at Matt Powell's quality on the roster, it is it is simply unreal. Like it is from from the quarterback right down to the flex position, mm. just stacked with quality. And I think. You know, the last year's expectations really catching up with him now and he's starting to deliver on, you know, the potential that this league saw. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, I think um, MVP last year was the front runner um, and this year he's uh, really stepped it up after having a horrible season and um, I just love the team. Like, I'm pretty sure he snagged Jonathan Taylor really, really late. And I think people were sleeping a little bit on Jonathan Taylor. Like, you he, look at he him, was surely a first rounder. Yeah, he was projected seventh or eighth, and I think he fell to like in the twenties. To be honest, I had no clue who Jonathan Taylor was, but but just catching glimpses of the uh, two minute highlights on YouTube, he looks like a like a real prospect this season. Yeah. Well, I think the thing, yeah, I mean, Pally's team is really solid. And I think the thing as well. Um, I did read some numbers on how the team um, actually would have gone if he played his top uh, roster this week, looking at his bench. Um, 
what was he, 146, his top score would have been 151. So not much room to actually do better. Um, and that would have involved dropping Devontae Adams of his be- uh, starting team, which obviously you're not going to do. So mm. pretty strong, really good GM. And he did uh, get his best team out on the paddock uh, for the weekend. Um, in terms of uh, Joey, though, I think he's going to at me all week about this um, and have a whinge. Obviously, if he had Gronkowski on the field, uh, it's a little bit of a different story. Um, I actually did random numbers, and I think he's he would have won the week. He would have got one hundred and fifty nine point six six with his top squad in. Mm. Uh, that would be putting Robinson in, a uh, Robinson out, and Kareem Hunt in and Gronk in. Uh, but he wasn't going to do that. Uh, let's yeah, be I, real. I, just think, I think that's a bit of the bench. You know, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Uh, mm. Unrealistic. You know, if you're a top GM, that's what top GMs do. They make the tough decisions prior to prior to the game. And, you know, he simply didn't do it. But I do feel a bit, you know, sorry for him because it was a solid week. But, uh, you know, just unlucky. For sure, for sure. I mean, I, th- um, I think he's in a little bit of trouble when both his running backs score for under 20 combined. Yeah. That's, yeah, sorry, that, that's alarm. That's, that's, alarm, that's bells alarm bells. Well, we've also got to keep in mind, he had a hard start last year. But a lot of that was off the back of DK Metcalf. Mm. Um, and, some, and Russ at start of the season. Um, I don't know if he's going to get that this year. Uh, obviously got some good quarterback play. But yeah, those running backs. If I, Derek Henry can't fire for him, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I tell you who I do like, though, on his bench. Terrence Marshall Jr. Those Panthers wide receivers are dangerous. Chris McCaffrey gets all the hype, but those Panthers wide receivers can score. This week it didn't show. But I'm telling you, that's a name to watch out for. Got a few targets. Well, six targets. Mm. Uh, yeah, it might be something to watch there. Yeah, we'll, for uh, sure. Evaluate that in the weeks to come. Um, but yeah, convincing win. Obviously, did quite well. Um, and Saquon's is rolling. Um, obviously, something uh, we're not really used to in this in this league. Great um, start. The next matchup, I, I think we all, all thought this was going to be sort of the battle for the wooden spoon. Uh, really good to get the advantage over your opponent here. Uh, highly t- anticipated uh, matchup. Team Les Crosman uh, versus uh, Deshaun's <laughs> Jimmy's team. <laughs> they are bad. I mean, we talked about it on the pod last week. Gents, what's going to happen uh, for Jimmy? Whole team swap. Half the team dropped to waivers. Swindle someone on the cans to swap days with him. Yeah, I think he's got it. When when the 18th of um, October comes and he gets into the pub early, he's got to start working some magic with some people. I just think Jimmy's team right now is the perfect example of, you know, what can go wrong on draft day. When you don't execute your picks and maybe, you know, you only did a handful of mocks, it can all come undone very quickly. And, you know, a couple of weeks into the season, I think he's, he will be feeling that. You know, five weeks down the track, he could be doing a, a youngie from last year. Agreed, agreed. Mm. I think as well, he, he, he obviously didn't do his research, but he look, he's taken some big names in Josh Allen, Barkley, even Young Ho Koo. Uh, <laughs> oh, what a, what a <laughs> like, you just know he's got a name recognition of what they did last year rather than doing some homework. Mm. <laughs> I think um, I think he was too concerned about what players were going to other teams to worry about his own team. I, I, 
I honestly don't think he came in with a strategy, in all honesty. Yeah. Well, it's showing. It's really telling at this point. Well, I was very interested to see that he didn't have Baker Mayfield. He did he, Yeah, he, Baker. He shied away from Baker him. at some point. Yeah, last year he had Baker. And then he's this year he's, he's got Baker, yeah. And this year he's gone for no Cleveland Browns, which is quite interesting. But again, I think his bench he can work with. I really do. Well, yeah, Golladay's probably got some points in at some stage this year. Mike uh, Williams. Williams. Not playing him, hurt him. Mm. But then, yeah, I'll give you that. There is a bit there. Yeah. But you got to give him credit. He, he did well to avoid the nudie score. You know, yeah. That's, that's everyone's main objective, you know. This early in the day. Yeah, so he ticked that one box. So fair play to him. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and there was a point at about 6am where he was very much on the money. Possibly beat Matty Powell's score for last year. <laughs> oh, and I probably, would have taken, yeah, I probably would have taken it, to be honest, when he was sub-50 at 6am Monday morning. Mm. But then yeah, you... You, uh, you were calling 40s at one stage. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he, he genuinely had nothing... We, you couldn't have picked Noah Fan to have, you know, got nah. him six receptions to get nah. him out of a hole. No. Nah. Jarvis Landry had a day. <laughs> like there was some some big performances that got him out of trouble here. But I tell you what, nah. that was just classy from Team Les Grossman. That was just an absolutely monstrous performance. He took a risk, from my opinion, playing Antonio Brown. I was very high on Antonio Brown. And not playing Juju Smith-Schuster. I think we all have come to know that he loves Juju. And I think that shows yeah. his character this year and the intent that he wants to do better than last year by just missing out on those playoffs. They were risky calls as mm. well the whole way. I mean, I would have thought Juju was a no-brainer. Uh, Melvin Gordon, I probably, you probably couldn't have picked how well he would have played. Yeah. Weekend, but there's some good players on the bench. Mm. Um, yeah, he's had a hell of a game. I, I thought his team was garbage, but... Yeah, that's what I was about to say. For me, that was probably the, the moment of the, the whole week one was just Vinny's performance. After listening to the podcast last week, uh, yeah, I said garbage was thrown around, rubbish, you know, horrendous, all those sort of adjectives. And, you know, for a GM to be sitting at home listening to that, it's not easy. And then to, to come out and answer the critics in the way he did, I think third highest score of the week. Yeah, very impressive stuff. Yeah, I think he quietened yeah, a few people down. A few people definitely quietened down. And I, I, I've got to say, again, I'm analysing the bench. Justin Fields, what a pickup. He is going to kill it this year. Yeah, that's a great I, I had a look at the waivers that I hope and Fields was going to be there then, so Mate, then he, he already picked him up for his bench. So. He played about six snaps and he outscored Andy Dalton. Yeah. Like, are you hearing what I'm saying? Like, that's just incredible. Yeah, it's only a matter of time before Bobby Axelrod takes a seat on the bench and, um, <laughs> yeah, Justin Fields really becomes the, the man of the team. Man in Chicago. Yeah, so, look, a lot of doubt is wrong. I have no doubt he probably played the podcast with the team to fire him up over the weekend. Mm. Um, it worked. Um, so, that's one to watch moving forward. Um, team Les Grossman. Well done. Definite contender this year. Uh, moving on, we've got a we've got a very very controversial uh, late change. Even today, uh, I think there's going to be an appeal to ESPN around this game. Uh, the Vaucluse Humbleman 
uh, versus Lob City. Um, obviously, another one that came down to the wire. Um, the belief after um, all players had played was that there was a tie game, first in league history. Um, and more clues to take on the W based on their bench points. Subsequently, I think there's been a challenge um, to George Kittle's points, um, and it's been re redone. Um, and now we're looking at Lob City taking the W in that one. Boys, what are your thoughts? Controversial. Just unbelievable. Uh, I think the classic example of don't count your chickens before they hatch, you know, <laughs> young, understandably going 0-5 last season. Um you know, probably just eager to, to really get that first win under the belt. And he's, yeah, he's jumped the gun there and, yeah, just just disastrous for him. I think when you um you whinge so much over and over again, this sort of karma comes back and hits you real hard, real hard. I mean, look, he didn't deserve to win this week, in my opinion. Um, he had a zero score. Najee Harris... I don't know what he saw in Najee Harris. Like, I've just never been high on him. Um, The head coach, he should have known. Like, we all knew the Saints were winning that game. And we know how important the head coach is. Yeah. Like... That's a little... Yeah, it's just just tough to see someone really get get hurt by the head coach in in week one, especially with it being a new rule. Um, But... To be honest, yeah, I love it. I think it adds a good aspect to the, to the strategic. I'm all for it. I think yeah. it, I think it's just it's just a streaming position which makes people have to change their team and think about it in a very different way. And it does add a bit of risk. It does. You know, I mean, because some people some people can perhaps just be really good fantasy players or pick up the right players at the right time and have a lucky year. But this means you have to involve yourself in the league and what teams are actually doing well rather than what players are doing well. And I think it, it does add that that little element. And I, I, you look at the rest of his team. Um, Not bad. Both his wide receivers hit the 30s. Uh, he had plenty of 20s in there. It was a pretty good score. Mm. You take out Jasicki scoring a, a goose egg um, and the, the efforts from Packers head coach. And that's a pretty good uh, week one. Um, but you, you do tend to see the, the excuses get trotted out um, from Vaucluse. We saw it last year, I think, week one. Um, I put a big score on him, um, and his excuses were all, well, you're not going to bet a team when every player scores 20. Um, and then we all know what happened the next five weeks. He, he went zero for six. So, you know, hopefully not a bit of deja vu for uh, Vaucluse. Really, really hard to see. Yeah, I, I do really like his team, though. Yeah, great. Yeah, there's, there's talent in there. There is. Like, and again, there's Don, some good bench players as well. Mm, Donda Swift is my pick on his team. When he when he starts playing, he is an absolute animal. He gets receptions. He can rush. He's got a visor that covers his eyes. Like, that's just danger. Oh, that's what I look for. That's, yeah. that's one thing I look for. When I see yeah. that, I think... That, and, that's and, a guy you, know, you want on your team. To my, yeah, to my, uh, <laughs> that is a, a couple of points That's a league-winning pick there. But I also got to give it to uh, the rookie. Well done, mate. Well oh, yeah. done. I'm not talking about him enough. I think to fill the, to fill the boots of the legend, arguably the greatest GM to ever grace our league. Uh, you know, not easy to fill those sort of those, those sort of shoes and. Yeah. Sure, and, and we, I mean, Spud went, what, over two last year, um, 
and ended up winning it all. To see the newcomer come in, take over the mantle from the champ, um, and win in his first week, it's it's really worrying for the rest of the league, I think. Um, to see what can happen. I, I um, again, think, I think the team performance overall pretty average. Pretty average, but I don't see some of those scores staying that low. Aaron Jones, 4.2, no. Uh, DK Metcalf, I, I, I think he had zero points going into the third quarter. Well, they just, just, everyone chipped in. There yeah. wasn't really any absolute standouts, except for Brady, obviously, having a good day. Mm-hmm. But outside of Brady, there's no one else in the 20s. So. Uh, and the Cardinals head coach. I mean, I was laughing at that. <laughs> I was laughing at that. Tennessee yeah, Titans really. versus Cardinals. Like, what? He's proven what he can do. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he's, done, he's done terrifically this week. I reckon he's done 2,000 um, so points. Possibly, again, another one to watch moving forward. Uh, particularly if you keep picking, you know, you pick a team to win by that margin, you're going to go far in this league. There's mm. enough close games this week to show that the head coach is going to make a difference. Mm. Uh, moving on, um, we've got... And this will get a bit of chat. We have uh, the top score of the week uh, versus the lowest score of the week. Uh, an absolute thrashing. Um, so the Christian McDaffrey's uh, versus Zeke Shit Elliott. Uh, boys, what do you take away from this one? Nudie for the season. Oh, huge. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not nice to see, you know, an allied GM... Cop, cop the nudie score week one and yeah not just the nudie score come up against the high score of the week and get absolutely blitzed I mean Alex Alex's first two players almost had Jared's score you know almost had his total <laughs> quite scary to think um, but yeah I mean in terms of the nudie I would be I'd be very worried at the moment I, I, let's just put it this way I'm glad I'm not in his position. That's all I'm going to say. It's definitely a different league this year. I, I, I really don't think you can be expecting the 50 uh, sort of scores we saw last year trotted out. <laughs> no, the team this year is so much better. So much better. I mean, 80's very I mean, low. 80's. He'll be watching every week. He'll be watching Jimmy's team every week, uh, hoping for something out of that team. Um, I reckon he's praying for, for sure. a few bye week uh, nudie potential runs, but I mean. I think he could go lower I, than that. I think the big the big takeaway from this game though is that both teams obviously um, the McDaffries with Prescott and Damari Cooper scoring a boatload and Ezekiel Elliott uh, putting up abysmal uh, numbers. Uh, is that something we'll see going forward, or is that just the Tampa Bay defense? Tampa. Uh, Cowboys not wanting to run the ball. Yeah, uh, and we'll probably see those uh, Cowboys receivers' numbers drop and Dak's numbers drop in line with Elliott's numbers go right up through this year. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think anyone's trying to run the football on Tampa Bay. Um, I did hear the other day they ran, they called 28 run plays in the Cowboys and Dak audibles um, 12 of them. Wow. Uh, so obviously they came, they weren't giving them looks uh, to run the ball. So I, t- I think you'll see Zeke come back. Mm, I'm worried. Uh, look at when, I'm when worried though. When he did though. find some space, yeah. he found it well. Mm. I'm worried, though, because Tony Pollard saw a lot of those receptions that Zeke usually sees. Yeah. So I think think Zeke's only going to go up from here, and another one that's going to go up, Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's just not a score that Aaron Rodgers puts up. He's a a player that gets angry, 
as well. Yeah. I think he's going to come back and really, really fire up. Mm. Um, but but I, yeah, not a, not a whole lot of positives out of this game. No, I'm not at all, really. Um, and you look at his bench. He's got two blokes on injured reserves. He's kept on his bench. I know. So he dropped him now. Um, but yeah, you don't want to see that. He's had two guys on his bench. Probably with Cam Goddard at some point of the year. They're both now on injured reserve for an extended period. Michael mm. Gallup and Mostert. Um, but interesting to see he I hasn't mean, left them there. I mean, they're going to both come back. Yeah, yeah. Like, and well, they're, they're, good, they're good players. Well, Gallup, the Gallup injury as well, we'll see Cooper. Mm. Cooper, I don't think, is a wide receiver one. But if Gallup's out, he'll start to see more. Yeah. I think CeeDee Lamb's the top dog there. Yeah. And so will Zeke. I mean, as long as he's on the field, as long as it's not Pollard, um, so much to watch. But yeah, obviously, take away McDaffrey's um, sensational this week. Sensational start. Sensational yeah, start. Um, and even, very strong. I even think that um, some of those plays are just going to get better. Um, Christian McCaffrey didn't um, score a touchdown. Um, yeah, true. Tyson Williams saw a few snaps. I know he was he, but he made big plays on all his snaps. That's promising. Um, Logan Thomas, I think twelve is just a floor. I think he's going to be another sensational player with a Washington offense that just lost um, our man Fitz. I, th- I still think Heineke can um, improve that offense. Um, and then again, uh, Jefferson. Higher Robinson, much higher. Like I'm, I'm scared. I'll, I'll admit it. I'm scared to come up against him. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I, I just don't think you can see that sort of Dak Prescott numbers again and again. I think the thing for Alec as well is he has to get to the first or second seed in my view. Yeah. Um, if he doesn't get the week off in playoffs, that's the week that McCaffrey has his bye. Week thirteen. Trouble. Trouble. Um, so that's real trouble. He could go. Get into that first week of playoffs and be straight out and his top dog out. So I think that's where Alec will definitely be an iron off. Um, so he really needs to go well early on in the year. He needs it, you know, no more than two losses, sort of thing, uh, from this stage. Uh, but one to watch and a good bench as well. He had some good scores there, bit of depth at uh, running back. So we'll have to see. Uh, moving on, we had another close game in uh, the Shanghai Sharks and the BD Academy. Um, obviously came down to the wire there on, on Tuesday. Wow. Um, I'll tell you what, Shane, Carlson's a classy GM. He really is. Um, I've had some good battles with him these past two years. Um, straight after the game, he's straight to call me up and uh, congratulate me on the great effort. A really, really classy GM. Um, I think he'll be tough to beat as well. A guy that really does pay attention um, and has a solid side. Mm. Uh, I was gonna say I was um I was pretty Tannehill had a down week as well, so mm, I was pretty impressed by your performance. Your performance yeah, actually I, I turned out you, I was saying to you off air, Bennett, uh I didn't even know, you know, this matchup was in the equation going to the last day and then mm. and then I hear all the chatter in the in the group chat it's all popping off and next thing you know you're I think what, five points behind? Behind yeah, behind. it ended up being a four-point margin at the very end. Yeah. I, can't, two for Baltimore. I can't believe Ward didn't get a reception. A couple of receptions end, in yeah. those last few well, drives. That's the thing. Carl, Carlson sort of, I'd sort of conceded to Carlson privately, and he sort of went, nah, I wish I had a bit more of a, a margin on you at this stage. 
obviously he had Waller last year and knows what the guy just he got targeted 19 times that's good they pulled yeah, in I mean he's just a machine on that side um, it was a bit I was a bit annoyed I made some late changes uh, had a couple of beers during the Wallabies Sunday night um, and thought I'd, I'd get a bit crafty with my team to put the uh, Green Bay defense in the Steelers thought it was a good matchup <laughs> Steelers had a field day, 13 points, and Green Bay minus three. Um, so That's I feel like I lost the game there. And the decision not to, play, yeah, not to play Jamar Chase with 20 points and leave, leave him it, on my bench. Was it the Twitter post? about the Jamar? Of him not being able to see the ball? Nah, with <laughs> all the drops in preseason, I thought he'd be okay at the end of the year, but I thought I'd run with Henry Ruggs, and obviously that didn't pay off. That college combo is just working. It looked sensational. Yeah. I have high hopes uh, for Jamar Chase. I think he'll be in the flex this week. But yeah, a bit annoying on my end. But mm. yeah, Carlson had a great game. And even then, he had some guys on the bench that really stepped up as well. So he'll have some tough selection calls. Yeah, he, he, I think it was the Corey Davis with a massive day, 25 points. Uh, Corey so Davis is going to be good this year. Very good. But yeah. A very interesting matchup. You'll love to see those sort of down for lie ones. Uh, particularly when I saw him at the uh, half yard line, I thought Josh Jacobs had a shit house day. Terrible. But just managed to get some goal line carries, mm. which got him big points with two touchdowns. I thought surely they'll give him the ball considering he's got yeah, I think two he was, touchdowns, but nah. I think he was injured. Carr with the ball. He looks like he was yeah, carrying he an injury. Yeah. Yeah, toe um, injury, I think. But I mean, I, I feel like your matchup should have been won. By you, like what was Derek Carr thinking? I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Like, like I mean that that Tuesday night week one, you think you're out of it, but then you, you have that fighting chance, and it just it's got to like be an emotional roller coaster and suck a lot of energy out of you. Yeah. Or did it make you yeah. want to go harder for next week? I, I think it's tough. I think as a GM, you've got to give yourself some time to settle down after mm. a game like that. Um, otherwise, you're thinking about it too much. You're over overanalyzing, and that's what got me into this mess. I overanalyzed my team. I reached for Pittsburgh defense in the ninth round, two rounds before anyone else went to pick them, <laughs> and yet I didn't have the faith in this damn defense to play in week one. So I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of consistent thought there. Um, obviously, it didn't pay out for me. I think I just need some time off with the team. We'll give them a week off training. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I think it's what. I'm just looking at Travis Kelsey's stats. Six receptions, seven targets, two touchdowns. Now they caught the ball six times and two of them yeah. were touchdowns. Crazy. Just efficiency. efficiency just and, machine. Yeah, just a real, a real talent. I what mean, you it's just... 26 points? Yeah, 25.6. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just they have two targets there. Yeah. Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. It's just that's that's all you see getting the targets. Um, I, I think... Another one, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, I don't know. Last year, I was a bit iffy and affy about him. This year, I'm still just like, I just, I can't seem, to, like, I just can't seem to be high on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with that O-line. So I think Mahomes, you just know he's going to air that ball out. And we saw it with Debo Samuel. No, was it Debo? No, not Debo Samuel. Um, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Like, it's just like the speed on him is just nuts. But... Credit to Cleveland Browns. I think their defense held up well, so whoever picked them off the wave is well done. Yeah, for sure, for sure. They were definitely on my, my wave wide uh, list. And also, 
I gave Castle a little shout out. Obviously, a big, long, uh, long suffering Detroit Lions fan. Mm. I mean, just to show how many different ways this game could have gone. At one stage, I had San Francisco head coach in. Um, when I checked it early in the morning, they were up 38 to 10. Uh, looking like eight points uh, in the positive for my team. Um, and Detroit managed to come back and, and give Carlson the W through their performance. Um, so great effort there. Obviously, he got some reward for the years of uh, going for that, that poor franchise up there. Um, in fact, a franchise that has drafted more... Uh, sorry, the, the Detroit uh, baseball team has drafted more... Uh, Super Bowl winning quarterbacks than the Detroit Lions, given that they drafted Patrick Mahomes for the major league base for major leagues a few years ago. Obviously, never played. Uh, but a fun fact there. Um, we're just having a little little um, gap before the, uh, the next one. The big one, the game of the round. Uh, Jahersing Ouch versus McKenna under twelves. Um, I don't think anyone. I, I didn't expect this to be. As entertaining as it was, obviously came down to the wire. Uh, yeah, Molly, talk us through the emotions. Honestly, I had a lot of confidence coming into the week. I know everyone wrote me off, didn't think I drafted very well. The death thought, monsters. I was very confident. I <laughs> thought the players I picked weren't big names, but they were going to step up, and step up they did. And... You know, coming into that last day, Lamar needed the 15.77, a number I'm probably never going to forget in my life. Um, yeah, it was just, like I said in the in the group chat, I had it won about four or five times. I thought, yeah, I got it done here. And, yeah, it was just unbelievable. I don't think I don't think we'll ever see something like that again in, in the history of, of this league. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Got over it, spent a couple of days just off, off on holiday. Uh, I had a couple of GMs reach out to me looking for some trades. And I just put on the auto apply and said, you know, currently unavailable, get back to Out of office. Yeah, out of office. <laughs> it's important to, to you know, take that time off and recharge. Also, talk us through what, what you were thinking, you know, one on, on Tuesday. Um, I honestly thought I was done. In the water, I thought I was going to try and swim, but I had a rock attached to my leg. I was drowning and I was hurting, and I thought I was just going to choke hard. I talked the talk. I was about to walk the walk, um, and yeah, like I mean, Jimmy was next to me the whole time, and like out of nowhere, just rapid bursts of emotion. I was like, "Oh, this is absolutely killing me." I was dead when it went to OT. And I saw the touchdown. I was like, "You're kidding! I'm gonna have to lap this up." And I hate, I hate to beat a fellow GM that I truly adore. I think he's been through a lot of hardships, and to add another hardship to that, that's just rubbing salt in the wounds. And I just hate to, to win that game, but at the same time, it just shows that it's just luck. Like I almost threw my chair at the TV. I was so happy. Yeah, but in saying that, like obviously a lot of heartbreak for me going down in that sort of fashion, I mean, you know, the, the true test now is how I bounce back. And looking at the, the total scores of everyone's teams, I think eight, eight GMs finished, you know, roughly around 10 points apart. So it's a very close league and I take a lot of confidence finishing in the, in the 120s and moving forward, um, 
you know, I think I, I sent a message out to this league to say, you know, don't forget about McKenna under 12s. And don't sleep on them because they're I, damn good. I think as well, it must have, you must have had a plan to take Lamar and really ride in this. Obviously, you had him last year as well. Um, he was the second QB off the board. Um, and I, I, I think I said it last week. I liked it. I, I thought he, he's got a lot of star potential. He can put up those massive scores. But, you know, he's got a, a pretty low floor as well. Um, what, what was your thoughts going into this year with, with Lamar and obviously rolling into today? They're all riding on his shoulders. Yeah, like you, like you touched on, I had him last season, and you know it's no secret he had a shocker. He had a really bad season, especially coming off that uh, MVP 2019 year. So my logic was just you know stay true to who I am, stay true to you know the foundations of, of how we draft. Um, I won't go into that detail. I don't want to get demonetized on our on our podcast, but nice obviously enough. the chart I use. He fits the criteria very well, and I just think, yeah, running running into this season, go with go with what we know. It's a bit of familiar quarterback, and unfortunately, he didn't he didn't you know bring home the biscuits. But in saying that, I had a dream last night that I welcomed Lamar into my house uh, for some dinner, and I think that's a real sign that mate, potentially we've broken a bit of bread after the loss, and and we're good to go uh, heading into this coming week. Did Did he wear the sunny suit? Uh, details are a bit foggy. Oh, I had the sunnies on. I can't remember if he had. Maybe he did. But, you know. Did you just, read him as La Fumble or Lamar? Yeah, no. We, I got to show him a bit of respect. So it was Lamar okay. uh, to his face, La Fumble behind his back. Did you show him the score? Uh, what was that? Did you show him the score? No, no. We didn't. We, we tried just to, you know, talk about things other than football. Um, so but rela- yeah, we've patched up our relationship, and That's I good. was going to drop him to the bench, but uh, big, big, long Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater came off the board, <laughs> ruined my plan. So we're running with, uh, yeah, running with Lamar this week. He's got, uh, yeah, I think it's what even who have they got this week? Uh, the Chiefs. Yeah, so he's big got big game. game potential as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, even against good defenses, you can still run the ball. You can't really lock him down. And at times that game, he looked terrific, but then obviously just couldn't put up the numbers. Uh, and a few rushing touchdowns in there as well for his running backs that sort of took away from his opportunities. Yeah, and that's a tough loss. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought I thought with Brandon Ayuk not only playing, but only playing to test his hamstring, not getting one target, I thought I was in the bin. Yeah, that hurts. Like, that, that hurt. like, I mean, no disrespect to you, but like, you have to take those chances, and I know you will this year. I have high hopes for you this year. I see you making playoffs. I see your matchup most arguably going to be with Carlson, and I think you put him in the bin. Time will tell. Time will tell what uh, McKenna, you know, is capable of. Yeah, I, I think it's got real potential. It'll be, it'll, look, it'd be a great story for this league to see the death monster come back. Ridicule at the start of the year. The bench um, is strong. All the talk was about how you'd handed Jared uh, a championship on a platter. Um, he handed him the nudie. Smart. That's how I got on to secure the nudie week one. And you really had a, a great uh, stamp your authority on this league. Um, so well done. Um, we'll, we'll move on. This week, we've uh, obviously, we've got Oscar Barn on the pod. Uh, we thought we'd do a bit of a deep dive. Into your team, 
uh, know the philosophy around it. Obviously, you had some tame words after the draft saying you, you missed the perfect draft by one pick. Yep. That's a lot of confidence out of you. Uh, run us through it. So, how many boxes you do? The, how, how confident were you? Uh, I really liked my team. Um, I was nervous that I traded picks because I realised come round six I was behind a pick um, and that was really going to hurt me in regards to depth and what players would be available. Um, I went in there wanting Jalen Hurts or Matthew Stafford. Um, I honestly think uh, Dog Hurts is going to be sensational. Uh, looking at um, last year's last four games, he was up there with the top five QBs every week. Um, I'm pretty sure he didn't score below a 20. Um, and coming off of last year with me just not having a QB all year, COVID went, fits magic. I had Tannehill dropped him, gave him to Alec. Like, I just wanted to be confident in one QB. And I think that was Jalen Hurts. And I think he's proved me right. And he's made me a happy man. Um, obviously, um, AK, I knew I wasn't going to get him if Jared picked before me. Um, and so I sort of guilt-tripped Jared into um, giving me that pick ahead of him because last year he had the pick ahead of me and all I wanted was to be ahead of him. Um, and it came off. Um, and it also meant Jared had two picks quite closer together. Um, and so it's, I think Alvin Kamara, after everyone drilled me about how many people made playoffs and won the championship with Alvin Kamara, it was redemption year for me this year. Um, and then obviously uh, Joe Mixon, huge potential if he stays healthy. Um, I agree. Uh, I, it was definitely high for my big board. I yeah. wanted him. Um, uh, and I think having that back-to-back pick in 2021, um, really helped me get um, Hopkins, which I thought Lordy was going to take the pick before me, but he took Ridley, and so I was quite happy with that. Again, injury worries because of age, but I still think that DeAndre Hopkins is up there with the top three, and like he will when he stays healthy. Um, Mixon, top 10 RB in my eyes, um, and hopefully Joe Burrow is getting the offense running there. That'll be great. And then we moved to Robert Woods. I reached on Robert Woods because I thought Keenan Allen was going to be there. That was my one pick for a perfect draft. And the classy GM with us tonight, Will Hall at McKenna under 12, took him one pick before mine. Um, and that's what my comment came from. Um, but other than that, Robert Woods, I was nervous. I mean, he scored a touchdown in the last 30 seconds or so to sort of put me back in the contest. I, I still think there's more there with Robert Woods. Um, I think Cooper Cup got a lot more receptions than I expected in comparison to Robert Woods. Um, but I still think Robert Woods is solid for me as my wide receiver too. Tyler Higby. Now, a lot of people are going to question me on this pick, but I think my logic behind it was right. That Matty Stafford loves a tight end. And he loves big bodies. You've got, you've got pretty small wide receivers there at the Rams. And... and um, Tyler Higby, although he didn't score a touchdown, I think he's going to have huge potential moving forward as the biggest target in the red zone. Um, also, Brandon Ayuk, let's not even talk about that. That is just trash. I was considering dropping him. Uh, I didn't realise how serious the hamstring injury was. They're pretty, they're pretty hard to pick the old San Fran they are. Um, team for who's going to get points. I mean, outside of Kittle, they've got a thousand different receivers that on any way can really explode. They've got a heap of running backs. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough there. 
Like it's like, tough to pick who's going to be the man on any given week. Again, they're Sam, all solid players. Like Debo's a solid player, but it, I mean he gave him thirty this week. But can he keep on any up? given week he could really bust. Yeah, and like I mean, last year Brandon had a stellar year because of injuries. Now he's the guy facing injuries, but I think when he's back fully healthy, he will go into that side as their top target because he's an athlete. Like he he was sensational. His athletic ability, his ability to catch passes. He barely had any drops. It was. It was good to see, and I, I think that's why I was high on him. I think I got him in the fifth round, and that was my solid flex position. What, what about the chat? Obviously, we've already touched on Jalen. Um, the chat around J-Man's dog um, picking him. Did it, fire, did it fire you up to really perform this week and, and ride Jalen a bit? I think. I it, mean, I, I feel like you're a bit invested now, but even if Jalen starts shit in the bed, you're very much still riding Prove wrong. Well, think about it. It's like any puppy. You've got to train them. You have your upside and your downside. Sometimes they don't want to listen. Sometimes they do want to listen. I think that's the approach I'm taking here with Jalen. Like, he's cute. He's cute. Young, healthy, has all the potential to grow up to be the best quarterback we've ever seen. Yeah, exactly. Potential Potential's a, a key word there. And he delivered week one, so it's good signs going forward. It was also weird. Uh, the trail lands on the bench. Did, if anyone saw that game, in like the first quarter, they took Jimmy G off the field, gave Lance a couple of snaps, let him throw a touchdown, and then took him off. I thought at the time they were benching Jimmy G for, for some reason. Well, but it was just a trick. It was the same as Justin Fields, I guess, yeah. putting him on for a couple of snaps here and there. I think the interesting thing with rookie QBs is that, um, so in the Fields topic, I'll just quickly touch on this before I get to Lance. Um, Fields going up against one of the best um, pass rushers, um, Aaron Donald. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, he's a monster. Imagine Fields getting snapped by him. I think in the preseason, we saw Fields get snapped by someone, and it was a big hit. Like, so I think they want to build his confidence. Like, he scored a rushing TD. That's got to build your confidence. Um, he seems yeah. like he's the face of um, Chicago Bears. He released a tweet saying, let Chicago do what they want. Don't disrespect Dalton. I think he's just a leader, and I really no, like that. I did like that. I did like that, you know, defense of the Red Rocket yeah. there of Chicago. Um, and I think I think with Trey Lance, like, he had that uh, finger chip. So he was never going to get the most amount of game time, but they're going to ease him into it. It's All it's going to come down to is a horrible day out for Jimmy Garoppolo, like we saw in the first quarter, but he backed it up. And came back on and then really performed. So that's great signs for Jimmy, not so much for Trey. Um, but Trey Lance, I'm calling week six or seven. Um, we might see a bit more involvement. And they could go for the double-headed beast and play both of them. Because like you have speed with Lance, experience with Garoppolo. And will throw defenses off, subbing in a quarterback. And they're both, they both can be quite good. Um, so I just had him on my bench stats there, maybe his trade value. Um, or when the, yeah, when the bay, the the bay, the bye week comes for Hurt, I can um, hopefully see Trey Lance as the starter there and put him up as my QB one for my team. Um, and then yeah, ob- obviously I'm going to have kicker problems again. Um, Lambo really hurt me. Um, I, I I really wish we got rid of the kicker this year. It's such a crap position to try and. It, it's too hard to figure out. out. It's like that. Like, I, I prefer head coach to it. There's yeah, I agree. More in it than a damn there's, more in, there's more in head coach than there is in um, 
kickers, in my opinion, because you don't know how a team's going to perform on the day. But with head coach, well, it's also not it's also not teams, the head coach. Yeah, because we I mean, if look at uh, Kansas City. That's got four touchdowns, but extra points worth one point. You need them to be shooting from. That's what Atlanta had last year in a uh, domes. So there's no elements for it. Young Ho Ku was just given the green light to bloody shoot from 50, 60 every mm. single night. Mm. Uh, if your head coach is a bit more risk adverse, it's a really tough one to pick. Mm. I really like don't like it in the league. In my matchup, I went for you know suck of uh, the night before over McManus. And, you know, McManus scoring two points more, things could have been a lot different if I'd have stayed true to, you know, my original team. But it, it overrides the fumble. Yeah, you just can't put much logic into it. With head coach, like you were saying, you can put logic into how they're going to go. Mm. And then with the kicker... Just luck. You know, just luck. luck. You know, it'll be good next year, either get rid of the kicker or make it a two-kicker league. Really, <laughs> really at that Two kickers would be interesting. I always, do everything. I always <laughs> thought to really test the knowledge of the GM, you chuck a cornerback in there. Yeah, just go yeah. all or nothing, I reckon. I agree. Yeah, all in or, or not at all. And um, <laughs> did you want me to run through my bench? Uh, no. Okay. But, uh... Okay. Well, there's there's great trade value there for me. Let's just say it's all upside. <laughs> uh, so some, some trade offers there. Uh, you know. I think he was just making it known to him that you have to be really aware, especially waking up at 3 a.m. I know it's tough, but you got to... If anyone's in doubt going to bed on Sunday, you got to get up at 3 a.m. Yeah, you have to. You have to. It's just like, as soon as you hear that notification on your phone, you best be awake. Yeah. Put put it this way. I only found out in the last couple of weeks what PPR uh, stood for. So if you're a rookie in the league, obviously very daunting and you need a bit of a helping answer sometimes. Yeah, and I, agreed, agreed. I think they need to they need to calm down. Like it's getting ridiculous. I'm overseeing them those two whinging all the time. Youngie speaks <laughs> and then his little Chihuahua Alec comes behind him barking more orders. It's just like quieten down please. Oh, I think you go I think um, Vinny's got the toughest job in the country. I think Scott Morrison job little bloody easy compared to Vinny's at the moment. <laughs> It does seem to be in the hot seat every second day with a new, yeah, it's with a new issue. It's <laughs> rubbish. Everyone's in the same boat. And like, well, I liked, I 
didn't understand the blow up at head coach until a bit later. I, I thought, oh, you know, has he helped him pick the head coach or something, giving him some tips? Then I just realised, no, Yangi's blowing up because his head coach didn't perform. He didn't know it actually worked, was worth something. I mean, we, we didn't we have a vote on this three or four weeks ago about whether we took the head coach out? Yeah, we all mean, agreed on head coach, so... Then, yeah, if, I, if yeah, you think that is worse, Yucky was on the podcast last week saying he thought a head coach was a great addition to the league. And then after this week when it didn't work for him, He's going bananas. Yeah, I think we're gonna the the name of the league might change it change to uh, Youngie's docking session because that's all it sounds like to me. I mean, if Green Bay go plus eight, you know, do we hear anything about head coach? Yeah, I don't think so. Great addition. Yeah, I don't think so. Great I think, addition. I think he's calling for two head coaches next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the other one was uh, obviously today the waiver wire came through. I actually wasn't aware of the whole change to that rule. Uh, that that was. The... I feel like that was unintentional. I don't even think. Um, I think so. Yeah. I don't think the commissioner well, knew. He he assumed the but, rules uh, were still the same as last year. But uh, I'm pretty sure um, there would have been a notification released that um, he can manually change it, the order. So it's a reverse order of the standings, which I think is the right thing to do. I think so. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the best uh, way to do it. Because if you win your matchup and then you somehow get the first pick, I don't see how that. Is fair to everyone else. You want to improve the teams that have lost, not the teams that have yeah. won. Well, it'll make it interesting because it'll be tough now if Carlson obviously picked up uh, that running back. Mitchell, Elijah um, Mitchell. Of, yeah, Mitchell. If he goes on a real run and we go back to the old system, uh, it's going to be tough. It's, look, I wouldn't want to be in the, uh, uh, the commissioner's seat, particularly with those, uh, as you said. The bull, the two two hours coming at him. Yeah. Uh, all week. This will be another issue. Mate, keep him uh, in the fucking partic- kennel. Particularly now that Youngie knows he's lost this game, and he knows he's in the in the waiver order, uh, sort of top six. He's going to be filthy once he sort of realises this. Who knows? The commissioner uh, could have changed the uh, scores. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, Youngie. Oh, this two kennel. Oh, but yeah, I, I think stuff. I think the waiver wire is going to be fixed. That'll be all good, um, and it'll go back to the original. I think everyone's happy about that, uh, and so so am I to be fair, because I don't think I'm going to win next week. But all right, well let, let's get a couple of predictions in, boys, um, before we uh, knock this off. Uh, next week we've got a couple of key matchups. Um, yourself, boss, you're taking on Pop that your dog, um, Espo's team. Uh, what are your picks, boys, for this one? Uh, I think I'll go first. I think uh, I think it was a great week from Joey uh, in the first week, and he will be confident. But after feeling the force firsthand of of uh, Hertzing ouch, yeah, you know, really packs the punch, and I think they're going to run away with the cookies. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be close, um, but Joey will be receiving a ouch postcard personally delivered. By, yeah, I, by I'm with you also. I noticed he put Gronkowski into his starting lineup as well, and I don't think it works like that, Joey. You're not going to get the points of last week. And I had uh, a, I had a, so yeah. I'm tipping uh, the old ouch this week. Uh, next game, we've got uh, Saquon uh, versus Team Les Rossman. 
Potentially the match of the round. Yeah, this is definitely the match of the round. Um, this is very, very tough for me. Um, I'm going to go with safe rods. I just think that team is just built really well. Um, I think it's gonna come it's gonna come down to those streaming positions, kicker, defense, and head coach for me. I think both both their teams are pretty solid in their positions. I'm not high on Miles Sanders, but he proved me wrong. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to say quads, and it's going to come down to those streaming positions. Oh, I love, I love, uh, you know, the GM behind them say quads, especially, you know, just the story he's creating after last year's, you know, atrocity to then bounce back and do what he did in the first week. But I think I just got to go with the commissioner here. You know, he's under a lot of pressure in the in the top job, and I think when he gets on the field, it's really his release. You know, he can forget about all the you know, uh, boardroom kind of problems. And, you know, once he laces up the boots, he, he really just uh, has fun. And that's the main thing. He just has fun. And, you know, as we saw in week one, you know, it's the correct it's the correct way to go about things. And I think we're going to see it again in week two. Another big score for Vinny. And I'll tip him for the win. For sure. I, I, I think it's a tough one. I'm going to... I was going to go Vinny. I'm going to have to go Saquon. It's just on the back of... To be honest, Devontae Adams having another a big bounce back week yeah. against uh, Detroit and Aaron Rodgers coming in and playing angry. I think he's going to have a monster game and that'll be enough okay. for him to get the W. Yeah. Uh, the next one, uh, McKenna. Jeez, you, you've got the ball this week. Uh, McKenna versus Jimmy. Um, I, I don't know if we really need to touch on this one. Uh, a big difference in projections, 122 to 113. How do we see this on play? Do we see it played out by the book? I versed McKenna last week. I know he's class. I know he's fight. He's taking this one. I'm taking... I'm actually going to... I'm going to be this confident. He's winning by 23 points precisely. Yeah, well, you know, after the loss last week, I had a real good look at myself in the mirror and I said, could this be my last season? You know, do I have... Do I have what it takes? Do I have the fight, the spirit in me, the hunger to keep, you know, to put myself through these kind of uh, losses? Uh, so I was very down, and then I opened up the ESPN app, and I saw who I was facing in week two, and you know, just all that excitement, um, you know, the the hope of winning a matchup has come surging back, and I'm very confident. Yeah, I think I win this by fifty. I think this will be the biggest margin that we'll see the whole season. Oh, well, um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm taking McKenna. Another uh, four man to be said. Uh, yeah, so, something's going to have to go on. Jimmy's going to have to crack the whip at his team and really, really make some changes if he wants to get in the winner's circle anytime soon. Uh, moving on, we've got well, this big good one. Shanghai Sharks, Barclays, Humble. Um, some big, some 126 to 124 predictions. Um, for me, this is going to be interesting. This, uh, for me, I've got to go with Shanghai Sharks. I think they're too classy an organisation. Uh, Carlson doesn't always blow people out. He's often just finds a way to win and wins by a couple of points. Takes the right streaming options. Doesn't take any risks. Uh, I think I'll get it done in a, in a maybe one twenty-five to one twenty top fashion. Mm. Yeah, I think um, just mentally. You know, to think you've had the win and then to have it snatched away mentally, it's, it's going to be, you know, hard to come back from that. 
I'll I'll side with you there, and I'll I'll go Carson. I think I'm gonna go for the rebrandment, the Messiah, the breadbreaker, Forklose Humbleman, and I think my prediction is gonna come down to the flex. I think um, Carson's gonna have to pick his flex right, and I just think Youngie's gonna get this one over him. I'm not high on Najee Harris, but I feel like Pittsburgh. Um, I, I think, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to go Humbleman. I think they've got it this few week. Tra- yeah, and plenty of changes in both sides. I yeah. Cole Beasley into the flex. Yeah. There's a few changes there. So, wonder to watch. Uh, we've also, uh, second last, we've got Log City Chargers versus Zeke Shit Elliots. Um, you're going to have to hope for a bit of J-Man this week. Um, and I think you'll get it. Like I said, the reason I... Uh, like Devontae Adams, I like take one, so I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a hell of a week. Um, I think you'll see Ezekiel Elliott get the ball more this week and it bounce back. Yeah, the rookie got the uh, stat correction this week, um, but J-Man's getting the matchup this week. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to ball. Um, he's going to go top three QBs this week. He's going to put up a score of about 35-plus, um, and I just like the class there. Coming off the nudie, he's he's gonna want to prove himself, uh, prove himself as a real contender, and so yeah, I'm on J Man. Yeah, completely agree. We're going to sweep there, J Man. You know, you can only hold down class like that for so long. Eventually, it's gonna prevail. The cream will rise to the top. He'll he'll you know he'll just look to put the nudie behind him. Hopefully, someone you know goes as low as 82 will be seen. I'm not sure. But he'll just take care of business of what he can now and, yeah, a couple of big scores coming up for him. And last but not least, the Academy versus Christian McDaffrey's. What do we think on this one? I'm with McDaffrey's here. Top talent. I think number one, by by, by a fair margin, he'll keep it rolling. But that McDaffrey's nice and easy. I think, I think I'm going to have to go for the underdog in this matchup. It's going to be Bennett. Um, the reason why is that Waller is going to fire Bennett's not. He's gonna sorry Bennett is gonna change his flex. I don't think Henry Ruggs earned enough of a start there. He might still think there's potential, but I just feel Bennett taking this one out. Um, it's gonna be close. I think this comes down to Tuesday as well. Um, assuming they have players playing on Tuesday, but yeah, I think Beach you're gonna get get him by about one or two. No, no players play on Tuesday, so pots maybe next time you're on the pod. Bit of, bit of homework for you, thanks. But look, I think a tough one. Um, I think the flex one for me is a big one. I think I'm going to have to take myself um, just because I think it's going to be a down week for Prescott and Amari Cooper. Uh, I just don't think you're going to see that production again. I think Zeke will get the ball a bit more, uh, but I think it'll be close. I can easily see him taking this out. Uh, so one. Um, anyway, boys, final question to, to wrap this one up, episode two. Um, I think one of these stories of the week, uh, the nudie run, uh, quick fire question, is that the score that's going to be the nudie at the end of the year on Super Bowl Day? I say... Has J-Man locked it up? I say we will be seeing plenty of the J-Man on Super Bowl Day. Let's just say that. I'm, I'm going to say that um, J-Man, you better get ready to wave like the Queen because you're running up that street at 7am. Uh, I'm confident that uh, we, we haven't seen the lowest. I, I'm backing J-Man to keep his clothes on Super Bowl day. Um, 
and avoid it. So I think that's one to watch. Anyway, gents, uh, thanks for coming on the program. Um, I'll talk soon. Thanks for having us. Pleasure. Thanks for having me, Bennett.